Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. My name is Marcus Speller. My name is Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Welcome, one and all, to the wonderfully named preview show. <laughs> it's Friday. It's a good Friday. It's a very good Friday. It's the goodest of all the Fridays, and I'm feeling fine. The sun is out. Another beautiful day in the kingdom, but we're all indoors, chaps, are we not? The only thing harder than doing this would be doing it outside. Mm. So mm. I had to stay indoors. I've completely yeah. forgot it's Easter. But thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be feaster at some people's homes. But mind you, yeah. you know, careful. You don't want to go to the supermarket much. If you've no, got I'm... food deliveries, then you're, you're a step of the head, of course. Um, I would imagine, though, for, for a lot of people, inc- including people in my home who, who generally uh, have been working from home, this is, this is very, very welcome to, to be at home but not actually be working. So mm. well done, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Jim, you'll be up on the balcony, will you? At some point, I expect. I would imagine so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on, on a couple of tinnies, couple of um, couple of uh, thinly veiled barbs at pedestrians. Yeah, they're not even that thin anymore because I know they can't <laughs> get me. Tops off, throwing cans at them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should be inside anyway, shouldn't they? To be fair, they yeah. Exactly. I, I suppose I could abuse the people in the queue at Sainsbury's, which is across the road from where I live. <laughs> now you're um, talking. But I've, I might need a megaphone. So, yeah, more to come on that one. If it were me, I'd be shouting down at them, Oi, chuck us up a sandwich. 
<laughs> and, and, I, and then I'll chuck down the money. It's just safer, mm. isn't it? If you if you disinfect so. the money and chuck it down, then get them to disinfect the sandwich and chuck it up. You love it. You haven't got to leave the, the balcony, Jim. You are assuming a lot of knowledge and cooperation on the part of whoever happens to be walking by, though, aren't you? Yeah, but mm. I mean, you could probably you could probably shame them into it. It's we're supposed mm. to be we're supposed to be like banding together in these difficult times. Get so. someone downstairs, Jim, to throw you up a battered sausage. Yeah, I could do that. Oh, I love a battered sausage right now. The fish and chip shop below me is very much not open at the moment. The only two things mm. that are open on my street is a bagel shop and a Taiwanese bubble tea shop. Now, I can take the bagel shop because that's feeding the uh, people who are working on the uh, building sites around me. But Taiwanese bubble tea shop, I don't think we need tapioca pals right now. Pete, that's say, uh, it stayed open for you, Peter. That's why it's open. Exactly. Yeah, I think Marcus is right. The people of this Taiwanese bubble tea shop have gone, you know, only essential things can be, can be open in, in Taiwan. <laughs> we know that Pete lives around here and that yeah. he doesn't eat like a normal human. So yeah. best stay open just in case. There's a uh, there was a there was a bubble tea shop cool uh, a lot nearer me on the corner near uh, Harmony the sex shop uh, that said uh, <laughs> that used to um, used to do delicious bubble tea and uh, I let I stopped going there because one of one of the people who worked at the shop said I'll handle this order he's a regular uh, so I didn't want to be known as a regular in a bubble tea shop and I never darkened their doors again <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say you go in there in a disguise now. You sort of change it up. <laughs> there are a list of shops that Pete's a regular in, and I'll tell you them right now, right? Um, the that German. shop there, that shop mm. there, the Chinese across the road that he goes to every Sunday night, and, God rest its soul, Maplins. Maplins. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, in these troubled times where, obviously, Amazon and other uh, companies are prioritizing food and essentials, medical gear and stuff like that, oh, it's hard to get electronics equipment, guys. It really is. <laughs> Microphones are at a premium. Pete, when they when you receive deliveries, Pete, do they just leave it in the courtyard for you and then you go out and get it? <laughs> That's my mum and dad's house and you know that, Marcus. <laughs> I believe we're still on a mailing list for a shop in Soho called Prowler because of, let's say, a prop <laughs> that you bought for our tour. Uh, oh, right, okay. I don't, I don't think we actually bought that in Prowler. We, bought, we actually bought that in Harmony, which is like a, right. a big box kind of high street chain of sex shops. Uh, Prowlers, more Why fetch wear, mailing sexy T-shirts. And, well, I don't know. Somebody probably just got involved and um, hilariously sent us a gay interest uh, mailing list uh, email. At this point, right, so we're about five minutes in, and mm, new yeah. listeners, to, newer listeners to the show, will be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. there's no football on, so this is why I'm talking about that. Regular listeners to the show will not have noticed a scrap of difference. No. Yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, speaking of prowlers, um, uh, Alexander <laughs> Seferin has said uh, he believes... <laughs> Did you say <laughs> that? Uh, he <laughs> believes... If fill in the blanks, uh, Liverpool will be crowned champions no matter what happens. He said if they manage to finish the season, they'll they'll win the title, of course. But he went on to say that if it could not be played, it would be necessary to announce the results in some way. And he said, I don't see a scenario in which that would not be Liverpool as champions. Every, it's funny how everybody's Can interest... I just ask, Mark, sorry to cut yeah. in, but is that is that a deep fake purported by the people at the Anfield Rap? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like that he said he believes Liverpool will be crowned champions. No one's really thought of that yet. If we all just believe, yeah. then maybe we can finish the season. Well, I think that everyone's interests eventually will bubble to the surface. And he's he's thinking about European places for next season. 
because yeah. he's the head of UEFA. And so therefore yeah. the Champions League, Europa Leagues, the Europa League are his priorities. And so he's thinking, well, we need to announce the results. We need everybody to know that they have qualified, they're not, and that will give me a far, a far smoother headache if you can have such a thing, a smooth headache. I think he's probably thinking this job is the attraction to this job for me is to have a couple of meetings, do the occasional press conference, Mm -hmm. eat a lot of lunches, stay in like nice hotels. Mm. This stuff that's happened is not anything that I signed up for. I'm not interested. I don't want to do any of that kind of stuff and it's hard. So how can I get out of this job as quickly as possible? Much like Pete approaches the ramble. <laughs> right, okay. oh, that's naughty. That's naughty. Uh, is that fair? I, I don't no. think it is actually. Uh, no, it's I'm, not. I'm it's unfair. Now. Right. <laughs> um, well, I, Liverpool's uh, Liverpool's owners, of course, came under a bit of scrutiny recently when they decided to furlough staff. Uh, but they've they've reversed that decision, of course, after public pressure. Uh, no word from Spurs at Newcastle on that point, um, and reports suggest that Mike Ashley has no plans to change his mind. No. This, this puke is not for turning. <laughs> Whenever has he sort of changed? I mean, if he's put up with so much treatment for, what, 13 years in charge of Newcastle or whatever it is. This is hardly going to bother him, is it? Both Mike Ashley <laughs> and Daniel Levy just don't care what people think no. of them, do they? Like, neither no. of them care, even remotely, if, if mm. something they do is perceived to, to look quite bad. So I'm, I'm not really surprised by that. Um, but Ashley's in his holiday home in Miami, isn't he? I just love the thought of that. Can you imagine the state of that house? Imagine how tacky <laughs> that is. <laughs> It'd be like that episode of um, Only Fools and Horses when Dell and Rodney go to Florida. And then there's that, there's that crime, there's that gangland Got Kingpin, who's played also by David Jason in that massive mm. sort of marble mansion. God, mm. I've not seen that episode. Pete hates it. Pete hates it. This yeah. is Pete's most hated show, so he's not going to have seen it. Oh. Is this late on when they've run out of ideas? No, no. <laughs> no David, David Jason was playing two characters, so I'll let you be the judge. <laughs> yeah, but that's quite crucial to the to the plot, though. Yeah, true. And, I, and that's the genius of it. I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> They went well. Well, this is uh, this is going to have to happen. I mean, yeah, both Spurs and Newcastle. I mean, Spurs fans in particular. I mean, Newcastle fans. Sadly, have, they just this doesn't surprise them. Whereas Spurs fans seem to be particularly um, disappointed. Yeah, a couple of my close friends are, are, are Tottenham fans, and one of them I spoke to on the phone the other day, and he said he's so upset about it that mm. for the first time ever, and he supported them his whole life, but the first time ever, he actually was moved to write a letter to the club saying. Wow this is really shameful, I'm really embarrassed about this, and you should rethink. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's going to change anything, but it does show you the depth of feeling that people are experiencing around this issue. I Mm. think um, regardless of whether Levy and Joe Lewis at the top of the club um, care or not, it is a hugely, hugely misjudged uh, move and really has completely misunderstood how the depth of feeling in the UK about what everyone's going through at the moment. And mm. some things um, mean more than the actual, just you know, the literal interpretation of them and have a much bigger gravitas and a much bigger effect. And I'm wondering whether um, whether this is going to be one of those things because the, the reaction was so negative. It was almost like, God, you've got no choice mm. but to use her immediately. But whether they will or not, I don't know. And Liverpool mm. obviously did do that and good on them. But at the same time, should they really have done it in the first place? I, I suppose we have to applaud them for, for listening at least uh, to the yeah. mood music. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know if uh, if Spurs or Newcastle will. Yeah, to, well, at least um, Liverpool got there to, in the to, end. 
Yeah, well, to play devil's advocate, I mean, a lot of these people who are involved in Liverpool, a lot of these people are involved in Newcastle and all of the football teams in the Premier League have different business interests. For example, uh, uh, Sports Direct. I mean, obviously, uh, Mike Ashley will be available himself of some of the responsibility using the same government schemes uh, in that part of his uh, business. Why does a front-facing community so-called uh, club have different rules than another situation? It's, it, it, it takes leadership from the government, I think. Uh, on this on this particular occasion, it is distasteful, it is disgraceful. But at the end of the day, the the, biz, the, the businessmen are there to uh, look after the club financially. It's a you know my feelings uh, on which side of the spectrum I come on when it comes to uh, capitalism versus socialism. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I think in many ways, I think it's it's just more populist politics for me. I I, I don't buy it. I, I don't I don't think it particularly helps anyone to uh, to. Um, uh, to, to get wound up about how footballs conduct their affairs or how football clubs can, can conduct their affairs. Uh, but that said, if the Premier League footballers are willing to give away a, a fair chunk of their wages uh, to the NHS and, and to other great uh, causes, then then I think the groundswell has to be, well, the football uh, clubs themselves have to uh, treat their staff in the same way. But Pete, I don't, I don't, I don't think, sorry, mate, but I don't, I don't understand why it would need to be a political-led movement or a government in you know, sort of dict dictat to, to, to tell you tell people to do the right thing. I mean, the, the idea is, if you take the Liverpool example, Liverpool have traded, for, um, for want of a better word, mm-hmm. on this uh, spirit of Bill Shankly kind of idea of, of a community, an idea of socialism. And there's that famous quote mm-hmm. about what Bill Shankly says socialism represents. And the reason mm-hmm. that it was felt so keenly in the Liverpool case is because this went flew in the face of what they consider to be their tradition. And so it was changed. Like Mike yeah. Ashley's tradition and the way he's conducted himself over the years is, you know, by many measures has obviously been appalling, whatever side of business, um, you're, whatever side of his businesses you're talking about. But I don't necessarily think that it should be led from the government to tell businessmen will only do will only do as much as they are forced to do that it, 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 that's always how it is mm. and we're always disappointed not every businessman is the same so that's not true well, that is, it is true, like in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to tax uh, avoidance and things like that, that's exactly how... They'll only be as good as the as the slowest person, okay. I think, generally, mm-hmm. as, as, as the way that the government um, allow them to behave. Yeah, there are some, some more socially responsible, more charitable uh, 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 stakeholders in, in clubs and stuff. And I think, in this case, yes, Liverpool do have a case that if you're going to sell yourself as a community club, uh, and to be honest, the way that they sort of extended Anfield a few years back and how they sort of conduct their affairs mm-hmm. in the past, past i would argue yeah. they're not a community club and they've proven themselves not to be but they keep selling themselves all right this potemkin village of, of, of responsibility that they've set up um I, I think is is a bit of a joke personally but i think that they need I'm, I'm a little bit tired of this kind of like football because uh, it's such a kind of populist kind of a popular kind of uh, sport they have to be more responsible than i don't know a rugby club or an nfl club or, or any other kind of uh, uh, business in, in the uk I, I i don't really understand it and, and there needs to be more of a diktat from, say, the Premier League, from, say, uh, the government. I, I don't, I don't. They're only as good as the government allows them to be, in my opinion, on this, on the, mm. in this case, anyway. Yeah, well, I, I hear what you're saying, Pete, and agree with you for, for the most part. I, I would love to get your comments on the um, the apparent news that Ashley is in talks to sell the club for reported 340 million if the Amanda Stavely fronted Saudi Arabian <laughs> consortium can stump up the cash. Do you have a fresh take on that? Um, 
I mean, just cut out the bit of audio that, <laughs> where we spoke about it um, three months ago, and then three months yeah. before that, and then three months before that. That's hard yeah. isn't it? Can you just do it again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. If it does, uh-huh. it's not ideal. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's not going to happen. Goodbye. Yeah, I mean, these, these <laughs> talks, are, they're ongoing, aren't they? They, they? It never ends, really. It's stunning mm. to me that, um, that they don't even seem to be deterred from the very fact that football <laughs> isn't even happening at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe try and knock a bit off the price. You're not even operating at the moment. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we look forward to the next update uh, on that. Uh, Do you see Jose Mourinho got himself in a bit of bother recently? I love this. Yeah. I absolutely love this. Carry on, Marcus, but I'm sure mm. we all know where this is going. Well, he held a personal training session with Tango and Dombele in a public park. So and funny. I love it. Well, I don't love it, actually. That's irresponsible behaviour. But I, I, love the <laughs> thought of, I love the thought of Tango and Dombele, like, wheeling out a, a laundry basket with him. And then Jose popping up yeah. and then popping in the basket when the police turn up. <laughs> I, I love the thought of Luke Shaw being sat at home thinking, rather you than me, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, also, I love I love the um, I love the idea of the police having absolutely no trouble catching Tongi and Dombele at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got away. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Give it five seconds. Yeah. yeah. I'm picturing like a Benny Hill style thing of them chasing oh, yeah. him for a, a really short one. Mm. Yeah. Apparently Davidson Sanchez and Ryan Sessegnon were seen running side by side in a, in a separate session. So we have to take people's words for that. But Serge Aurier filmed himself on Instagram running alongside a friend of his. I assume he doesn't <laughs> live with this person. It's like, exactly. Serge, come on. If they share the household and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Who knows? Exactly. They might. Well, speaking of Spurs players, Spurs have confirmed that Song Hyun Min will complete his four-week military service. In South Korea, The uh, this is... This is one of the greatest names for for some sort of body or organisation I've ever heard. In South Korea, the body that handles conscription issues is the Military Manpower Administration. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Pete Donaldson, do you come across the Military Manpower Administration in Soho in central London? Well, I like the... Uh, was, wasn't Manpower a uh, like a temp agency? Uh, yeah, it was. For a while. Yeah, I remember Manpower. Manpower. Yeah, so maybe it's a little bit like that, just kind of hired guns. <laughs> Pete, you're probably more of the party manpower administration, aren't you, when you're, when you're yeah. in that part of the world? <laughs> I just, I like the separation. I'd like to separate the word man from power. I just think that sentence would read way more beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, his, his four weeks will include discipline education. Sounds very military manpower to me. Uh, combat drills and a chemical, biological and radiological and nuclear exercise so cram it all into four weeks and he'll be he'll be ready for battle yeah, they, they don't normally do the discipline <laughs> section but they watched him against chelsea uh, <laughs> so, uh, he, needs, he needs a bit of a dose of that so we'll get him, get him on that bit well played, imagine, imagine he comes back from his military service got to serve a three-match ban somehow it's like what have you done how'd you get sent <laughs> off <laughs> uh right well, certainly i and i'm sure maybe a few others uh, in this podcast have been enjoying the um the, the chat in Scotland about who the title should go... Well, not who the title should go. It should sell to be given the title. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Scottish football's kill been suspended. Nocky. It's got to go to kill Nocky. It's got to go yeah, to kill Nocky. Was, we, we were watching um, Premier... No, we were watching uh, Scottish uh, Cup action at the week uh, on Monday, weren't we? So, in a way. The league's still happening up there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scottish football, despite that, Peter, has been suspended. Uh, all football in Scotland has been suspended until at least the, the 10th of June. Now, the Scottish professional football league clubs are going to vote on whether to finish the professional leagues that are below the Scottish Premiership. 
now so that those leagues um, would be called early, a bit like in Belgium. So they're going to keep the top flight because I think they realise how much, you know, how much of, uh, uh, you know, I suppose moaning and fighting and so on that would cause. But but this could see, if the, if the motion is passed, this would see Dundee United promoted to the top flight and Partick Thistle relegated. The Rangers have criticised this motion, saying clubs would be unfairly relegated, which is a fair point. They've also put forward the motion to um, the SPFL to allow prize money to be released early to help clubs that are struggling financially, which I think is probably a good idea. Mm. But Rangers released a statement saying, Rangers firmly believe that the 2019-20 season is only complete when all 38 games have been played to a finish. And they are quite clearly making sure that Celtic aren't handed the title. And if the fixtures cannot be fulfilled in the top flight, then the season will be null and void. They've finally spoken. Hearts have supported <laughs> Rangers on this motion, as do Partick, unsurprisingly. So, yeah, it's all... It's all but I, should we have a vote? I like the thought of clubs campaigning. You know, there's not much on TV at the moment. This is well, a lovely. political broadcast yeah. by the Rangers <laughs> Football Club. <laughs> uh, you know what I think would be quite a nice way to decide this? And in fact, the more I think about it, Mm. Referendum. Every every situation that, that is going on in football and all, all of the various conundrums on, on on what needs to be decided to finish seasons or not finish seasons is you get Eamon Dunphy, Graham oh, no. Soonis, a few others no. of the big hitters, and you have one of those RTE things where they row about football for so long. You get Roy Keane in there as well that it cuts into the next program, and just just that until decisions have been reached. I think. No, because Keane's a Celtic man, isn't he? It's Keane and Soonis arguing whether Celtic should be given the title or it should be null and void. Well, you get some Rangers people in there as well, but then you move Soonis. on to other leagues. I'm thinking more for the Premier League for um, for uh, Keane. And then after half an hour or so, Graham Soonis just starts ranting about Paul Pogba. <laughs> <laughs> which one, which one yeah. does Pogba play for? None of them, Graham. Nah. Yeah, exactly. We're not talking about Paul Pogba because he's not a championship winning player. <laughs> is it going uh, to be a situation where, like, uh, Inter and Calciopoli and stuff, are, like, where they they are convinced that they won that season, even though it was taken off off them? At the, and there's just going to be that kind of like oh Juventus, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Juve, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, and like they're going to be convinced that they won the league when they had it and stuff like that. It's just going to be one of those. It's just going to be one of those situations no, where stars get sewn onto badges yeah. that don't need to be. <laughs> I don't yeah. think uh, Neil Lennon doesn't tend to antagonise people, so he probably wouldn't. Do that. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole thing will be resolved with, with maturity and a, and a measured <laughs> sense of. Uh, you know. That's one thing we can guarantee across the board when it comes to football: it will be done in an adult, professional, not at all controversial way, yep. and nobody, I repeat, nobody will be trying mm-hmm. to get an advantage for an underhand tactic. Absolutely. There's a lot of when it comes to the old firm. There's a lot of level heads. I think we can all agree. Hundred um, uh, percent. Let's have a Ronaldinho update. He's been released from prison in Paraguay on bail and is under house arrest. So he's uh, he's isolating in uh, in a hotel. We assume. Like Junior Soprano. He's going, to, um, he's going to end up just going to loads of funerals because that's the only reason he's allowed to leave the house. Yeah. He's actually played this fairly well, isn't he? Well, his brother uh, turned up, I think it was his brother turned up with the $1.6 million bail money. Um, and, and this Lionel Messi to take to Instagram to deny rumours suggesting that he paid that money. <laughs> Where did <laughs> that come from? I absolutely love that. But That's yeah, weird. But, well, well, he's in a hotel in Asuncion awaiting his trial, so we shall see what happens there. But Ronaldinho is out the prison and he's in to his natural surrounding, a hotel room. So that's... Mm. Uh, Good news for him, I suppose. Um, did you see uh, a couple of his uh, former 
former teammates, Ronaldo, I nearly said Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos, Luis Figo, Ike Casillas, and old Davey Beckham all had a catch-up on a group video chat the other day. Did you see this? No. I'd love no. to have stumbled upon that just by typing a random number into Zoom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could imagine the, the conversation free-flowing from Portuguese into Spanish with those lot, and Beckham turns up, all right. Hey, he speaks. He can speak Spanish. Don't be rude. Can he? Yeah, oh, I've seen okay. him go back and that thing to that linesman that time, didn't he? Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, Ronaldo thanked Bex for all the balls he gave him while playing together, and David thanked Ronaldo for making him feel comfortable at the club from the off. That was the only. So, take so it doesn't away. sound like a private conversation, does it? It just sounds like one <laughs> one for the cameras. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, Pete, that's the only takeaway that I could get from it. <laughs> It's it's what we imagine as like nine year olds fo- how footballers would talk to each other. Yeah. Oh, thanks for all the balls that you sent me. Yes, cheers, Steve. Do you remember all the goals we done? Yeah, we've done so many goals together. We did some tackles as well. Yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo speaks. Well, his English is is pretty good. I I, I believe nowadays because uh, he sort of studied over here for a bit and, and so on and so forth. But he did speak a bit of English back in the day, but he'd never let on because he couldn't be bothered doing interviews and whatnot with um, English or, you know, American or whatever, camera, uh, TV channels and so on and so forth. So, I think are. he spoke, I think he speaks English as a talking head in the More Than a Manager Bobby Robson documentary. And, yeah, he um, might do, yeah. When I, when I first saw that, I didn't know he spoke English and I was very surprised. Mm. It was really interesting to see him speak English. It's like, um, I remember the first time, a very, it's a bit different, we may have mentioned this before, but seeing um, Christian Vieri speak English, you're like, oh, he's, he's Australian, he's not Italian. Yeah, he's got a brilliant English, he's got a brilliant accent, hasn't he? Yeah. He does, yeah. Back in the day, I remember in, um, like, I think it might be World Soccer magazine, and they'd have an interview with a player from, you know, obviously overseas or whatever, and, one, and they would always ask him who their hero was. And, um, mm. and if, if, if you had, like, I don't know, I don't know, you know I'm, I'm making this up, but say you, you, you saw an interview with, with some an Italian player and they'd say, oh, my hero is Fabio Capello or Carlo Ancelotti or Rigo Sacchi or something. And Christian Vieri said, oh, he said, who, is your, who is your hero? And he said, Alan Border. Oh, it was like an Australian <laughs> opening batsman. Yeah. And I, I had no idea who he was. And I had to, look, I had to ask my dad. And they was wow. like, what the hell? And it's because he grew up in Australia, right? Mm. Should have chosen Merv Hughes. Yeah, the oh, big yeah. tash. The big, the big Indeed. tash. Indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to now go for a quick break. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Luke, what's happening over at the Patreon? Yeah, another show, another Patreon update from me. Thank you very much for everyone who signed up. It's um, a lot of fun over there. The Discord is popping off. Um, there's access to shows you wouldn't have access to otherwise, including a mailbag presented by that man there, Marcus Speller, Hi. including... Um, a ramble on an extra show that we do just for our patreon subscribers and i imagine not many people have got much going on at the moment so if you need extra recreational uh, activity you can listen to extra shows it's patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily uh we very much appreciate your support so get yourself over there and join the others who have done so who we love more than the others that haven't <laughs> that's not true that's not true thank you for listening to us in whatever guys you've done so but it's patreon Patreon.com forward slash football round day. There we are. And now it's time for emails with PDD. You email show at footballrambledaily.com. And now Pete is reading it out. Well done. It is time for emails with me. <laughs> me, ED. Pete, <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, but before we start, actually, we've got a message from uh, a person we kind of heard from on Monday. Uh, and here he is, Mr. Ali McCoist. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, I must admit, when I first got asked to do um, be in the film A Shot at Glory, I thought it was a wind-up. But then the, the whole experience was absolutely fantastic. And I look, up, look back on it with tremendous fondness and, and think about all the fun we had. I mean, when you think about it, really... When you're working with, for example, Robert Duvall, who, you know, you think the Godfather, he was in True Grit, and, you know, some fantastic movies. It really was amazing. And Brian Cox was in it, and it was just, it was, it was wonderful. It really was. Michael Keaton as well. But I think the one thing that I remember about the whole film more than anything was the camaraderie we had amongst all the boys in the film. Obviously, it was a football film, and the camaraderie we had with all the lads. A lot of lads played with Airdrie, a lot of teams in and around the... Uh, um, Lanarkshire and Glasgow and some of them obviously through in Fife as well but what a time we had it was absolutely fantastic oh that's oh. nice isn't it oh yeah he just seems like that's <laughs> a lovely fellow doesn't he he loves a bit of camaraderie when he says oh good laugh with the boy it's everywhere he goes camaraderie yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I was just a, a brand of 80s booze. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the, um, it, yeah, so thank you very much to uh, Ali for, for that. We're not going to be hearing from Soccer Dog uh, on uh, Thursday's show. Hey, you've ruined that. You just get any dog. Fuck. But we live, we live in hope. We live in hope. Hello to uh, Luke Morgan, who got in touch a little earlier on uh, this week. Hello, gents. Reliving the euphoria of a shot at glory got me thinking on the topic of open-top uh, bus parades for runners-up. In my opinion, there can be no greater example than of the Vietnamese under-23s. In early 2018, <laughs> this plucky young team put an ever-underachieving un, ever nation on the football map uh, in the AFC under-23 uh, championships in China. Scraping through their group on four points, they pipped Australia to the quarters and subsequently beat both Iraq and Qatar on penalties to reach the final. In a godforsaken uh, near-empty uh, stadium in uh, Shangzhou, uh, they faced Uzbekistan. Not only were these Central Asian uh, man-mountains double their height, but these uh, group of lads from the uh, likes of the Mekong Delta were subject to a snowstorm fit for the Yukon. It looks amazing from the pictures that he sent. Mm. Despite forcing extra time and looking set for one more penalty-based uh, fairy tale, the Uzbeks uh, popped up with a header, headed winner uh, in the 120th minute. One could not move for love nor money across Vietnam cities as the streets became paralysed with flag-bearing motorbikes and entire households head-to-toe in red. Basically, England winning the World Cup times 1,000. Uh, the returning heroes cruised 30 kilometres of chock-a-block Hanoi uh, roads atop their repurposed sightseeing bus, taking so long to navigate the adoring crowds that the Prime Minister had to wait five hours to greet them. <laughs> this so, is amazing. Uh, yeah, it was- it's amazing. The, the pictures are fantastic. Check them out uh, on uh, YouTube. Images of the team celebrating their equaliser in the cascading snow have made themselves uh, made, made their way into Vietnamese folklore, triggering an unprecedented surge in interest and pride of the domestic uh, game that continues to this day. And all of this because of an under-23 team. They didn't fantastic. even win anything. <laughs> Thank you for that, uh, Luke. That's so good because, as you say, it is an under-23 side. I love the fact that... A nation can be galvanised around something like that. But, but most people think, well, it's not that good. But if there's, there's any sort of flicker of joy to be had, people can, um, people can amplify it. It's great. England won the under-17s World Cup and no one gave a shit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Give them their bus. I Marcus to, did. I did. He, Marcus had a little parade on his, his own, didn't you, Marcus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He followed, followed their Addison Lees around London. I had a parade when Jeremy Bates re- reached the fourth round of Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike has got in touch hello Mike Gibson uh, world you have a shout by Jim on Monday's show about the Gareth Bale clone who was in the Spurs Youth Academy a few years ago I must have missed this on Monday's show uh, Jim he said he hadn't thought about him in years and I couldn't even remember his name uh, do you remember even talking about this uh, Gareth Bale yeah. clone yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. you were on the show mate yeah, yeah I know but I actually can't actually remember it myself my sleeping patterns are very weird oh. yeah <laughs> uh, to jog your memory, he's called Kenny McAvoy, and That's he's currently right. playing for uh, Midland League uh, Premier Division South team, Normanton Athletic. So safe to say his similarity with Gareth only goes so far, but perhaps he's good at golf. Uh, yeah. That, uh, Mike. Um, I wonder if he still looks like him. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Let's uh, let's do a, a cursory Google post uh, show. Uh, this is from Elliot Saunders. Hi, Ramblers. Wasn't sure if you were aware of this, but I thought, uh, if not, it was crucial that I informed you that Danny Ings is, or was, an amazing dancer. Are you guys familiar with this? No. no. There is a video of him dancing as a youngster at Bournemouth 
Uh, he's like 18 or 19, and he is one snazzy mover. I'll send uh, I'll send Charlie the link. He'll get up on the Twitter. Imagine Ingsy netting the last minute of last minute winner against Germany in the final of the Euros and pulling out this number. Absolute scenes. It is well worth checking out. He can dance proper, like raw body, kind of jarring, kind of crazy, kind of cool dancing. Cool dancing. Pete, how would you how would you rate his dancing when compared to your dancing? Uh, mine's a little bit more static. Uh, I'm scanning <laughs> the room for threats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to go to the show, as always, it's short at Football Ramble. Uh, oh, actually, let me squeeze in this one from uh, Alastair. I thought you might appreciate some notes from the front line of a shot at glory. The football scenes were filmed by inviting fans to attend and make up the crowd. So I am there in the stadium when they play Kilmarnock, having the utterly bizarre experience of watching Robert Duvall from my season ticket seat. The prom roll... The prom- the plum roll, uh, which I didn't manage to get, was uh, being one of the Kilnocky fans, which got you a crisp £20 note in your back pocket. Ooh, it's quite yeah. difficult to explain how boring the whole experience was. Nothing takes the Hollywood sheen off faster than watching actual rubbish professional footballer Andy Smith try and fail about 50 times to score a choreographed goal. Love the out, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I've still got the uh, ticket uh, that they printed up for the occasion. Alistair oh, Mitchell right. in Glasgow. Thank you Great. for that. Shop daily dot com if you want to get in touch. Lovely old job. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Time Tunnel. Well, so exciting, isn't it, Pete? I believe you chose the Time Tunnel um, episode this uh, this week, and that will become abundantly clear to our listeners when you tell us which one it is. <laughs> uh, well, the, uh, the the show in question uh, had, a, had a rather strange title, and when I first read it, I was like, I don't really, I can't really place this, to be honest. But Newcastle United would have been taking on West Ham this weekend. Uh, but another memorable meeting late in the season, uh, a few mm. seasons ago, between the two teams, was the 24th of May 2015, when post-cancer Jonas Gutierrez helped keep Newcastle up on the final day of the season. Yes. So we're going for the one that came out a couple of days after that. It was called Cubicle Politics. Uh, and it, we sounded like we're having a blooming good time. We said goodbye to loads of footballers because a lot of players were retiring or certainly leaving England anyway. Players like Didier Drogba, uh, players like yeah. uh, I think Frank Lampard retired on that day as well. It was a big big show i think the reason it's called cubicle politics i think is because mm-hmm. it is the episode marcus where you famously mm-hmm. did something a little bit naughty is that fair no it wasn't <laughs> naughty it was wow. uh, pragmatic <laughs> <laughs> enlighten us marcus Yes, Pete and I went to the playoff final, which Norwich won 2-0, Middlesbrough uh, lost out. And before the game, Pete and I were in the Middlesbrough end, and before the game, we were, I think we were rushing to get in our, to our seats before the, um, the, the, before the kickoff. And of course, the toilets, as they often are in football stadiums, are chock-a-block. And there was a large, intimidating man from Middlesbrough who was ahead of me in the, in the queue for the toilets. And he went in the cubicle and said, well, come on, just come on in. I'm not going to not going to look at your willy am I or something. And so <laughs> I pissed in the same bowl at the same time with a large man from Middlesbrough. Who and made you? I, yeah, and I, I remember making <laughs> <laughs> I remember making a comment as one does as an awkward Englishman in those kind of situations. Ooh, yeah, big one. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't far off, but it was. I think I said, "Oh, you've been storing that up, haven't you?" <laughs> oh, oh no. Marcus! Yeah, it's great. Classic. It's yeah. a classic ramble moment. 
It was, uh, yeah. And then Pete, I told Pete what happened because I just needed a hug and, um, you know, and, a, and a, somebody to calm mm. me down and tell me everything's okay. And Pete said, you've just been piss jousting, haven't you? And it was at the time when I think Pete was going on about piss, piss jousting. I don't know if that was your yogurt phase as well, Peter. Yeah, probably. From the Newcastle <laughs> game itself, Pete, where they beat West Ham 2-0 to stay up, um, I think the, the big the big Moose scored a goal as well, did in that game? He did. Yes. He, he opened the yeah. scoring. So it's, so it's not technically uh, true that uh, Jonas Gutierrez came back from testicular cancer uh, to a team, uh, to a club uh, that um, tried to farm him out, and, and 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 you know he didn't have the greatest of respect for Mike Ashley, as nobody does at any point in, in their lives, um, because he <laughs> tried to get rid of him at a time at a time when he literally had cancer. The club let him down. He yeah. felt, uh, and he came back and he scored the second. I mean, West Ham were were uh, searching for an equaliser, and nothing uh, less than than a win. Uh, was going to keep Newcastle up. So Jonas Gutierrez definitely mm. um, signed, sealed and delivered that one. And he went mad when he scored, mm, as well brilliant. he should have done. He assisted the first goal, though. Yeah, he he did. did, yes, that's right, yeah. It was quite odd because Mike Ashley gave a rare interview before the match saying he's not going anywhere until Newcastle win something or qualify for the Champions League. You remember. Every time, every time Newcastle are, uh, have gone beyond their usual pale, uh, yeah. Mike Ashley has forced it. This that's why he came out, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago about Sports Direct because mm. he didn't realise the torrent of abuse he was he, he was getting. Sometimes it gets a little bit too much for Mike Ashley, and he's the worst man in the world. <laughs> yeah. I think that in that season, I'm looking at the 2014-15 Premier League table here. It looks to me that Newcastle United would have stayed up anyway. They they stayed up by four points. Now it must have been because the other teams around them on the final day didn't win. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but at that, at that position, I believe in that match, uh, it was a situation at the start of the match. Certainly, uh, nothing else would secure uh, not being relegated. So you know, it, it would have been in, in someone else's hands. Yeah, you got to you got to play your part. Yeah, you got to play your part. Got to get Jonas in there. John Carver was in charge of Newcastle back in those days. He was, yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he claim to be the best manager in the league at one point? I, don't <laughs> I believe so, I don't, yeah, yeah. He said some silly things. The um, Sam Allardyce's uh, departure from West Ham was announced at half-time during that game on the club's website. Bloody hell. Nice. Yeah. And on the same day, <laughs> Stevie Bruce's hull got relegated. Oh. Yeah. But it was interesting, though, because I, I put in the running order Leicester City 5, QPR 1, marvellous end of the season for Leicester. Of course, Leicester uh, went on that winning run, didn't they, under Nigel Pearson and finished fairly, relatively speaking, fairly, yeah, fairly comfortably uh, in the Premier League. And, of course, the next season they'd go on to win it, wouldn't they? I sure would. Um, I'd also like to, to point out that... Um, <clears throat> On that uh, on that episode, we we popped a league uh, in France because Harvey Renard was back in the big leagues, appointed Lille manager. How did that work out for him? Uh, he, <laughs> it didn't he, go very well, it? <clears throat> he was sacked months later. Um, I've, <laughs> I've also put this, and I'm just going to read this uh, verbatim, verbatim. Let's call the whole thing off. Um, highlights of the week: Fenerbahce having four players sent off. We spoke about Hearts having four men sent off. Well, Fenerbahce did. This reminded me of this. They were two 0 down with nine minutes to go and equalised when down to ten men through Webo. They poured men forward but were caught on the break. So Bruno Alves committed a foul and was sent off for denying a goal-scoring chance. Another was sent off for dissent. The penalty was missed and then Webo kicked someone in the head. <laughs> 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 so yeah on that half Renard thing so he, you're right you're absolutely right to say that he was um, given the job as manager of Lille in May mm. so in that, in that 
Um, in November, he was sacked. And yeah. that's that's quick anyway. But if you bear in mind that at least two and a half of those months, there's no football being played. Yeah. That is super... <laughs> yeah. He's an international manager, isn't he? He's one to be wheeled out for a big tournament. That's part of the yeah. furniture there. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he um, he was um, most recently seen. Uh, in fact, he still is uh, managing Saudi Arabia now, isn't he? Oh, no. Is that right? No, uh, there we are. That's a good time tunnel. That one, lovely. Yeah, bit absolutely. Indeed. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Now it's time for the masked winger. Who's under there? Under the mask. Let's see if we can figure it out. Let's see if we can figure it out. It's the Masked Winger. It is time for the Masked Winger. How the devil are you? It's good to have you back. Now, um, <laughs> it's a little bit more going for Glold than Masked Winger, so don't worry about the whole winger. I'm basically letting you know that he was a bit of a striker uh, on this particular <laughs> situation. <laughs> uh, Spoiler. So, uh, well, you know, thank you very much to uh, Matthew Lomas, who uh, uh, him and a couple of mates passed uh, by an hour of isolation, just an hour, uh, by playing our very own game of going for glow slash uh, mask winger, whichever you prefer, via video chat. I, I, I'm enjoying that uh, going mm. for glow slash uh, mask winger is getting people through their isolation, which is uh, just lovely to hear. Um, first clue, guys, mystery footballer. I was born on the 5th of October, 1984. Marcus. Webbo. Ha, ha, ha. No. I Jim. appeared in the Premier Adrian Mutu. It wasn't Adrian Mutu. I will not count that as this uh, clue because um, latency. Uh, I appeared in the Premier League 195 times, scoring 40 times. Luke, is it um, Christian Benteke? It's not Christian Benteke. Oh, I played for nice. a, I I played for a total of seven clubs in England before leaving in 2015 to play in the UAE, United States, and back in my home country. Luke. Emmanuel Adebayor. It's not Emmanuel Adebayor. Jim. Shefki Kuki. No. <laughs> no. But lovely to hear that, man. <laughs> I played for my country in the 2006 World Cup where we lost 2-0 to England. Come on, Spelzy. Spelzy's all over that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. It's, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll open it up to everybody. It's someone from Trinidad and Tobago. Right. In 2007, my manager said I was another Didier Drogba in the making. Stop. Sorry, Jim. Stern John? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Stop, jo- stop Jim. Uh, Stern John, it's not Stern John, no. But I'm glad I didn't. Hey, Luke. <laughs> Is it, um, what's his name? Um, Ricardo Gardner? What's Ooh. his name? Is it should, could be a nom de plume of this particular game, but no, it isn't. No, it isn't him. I can't uh, Sorry. Three months later, after being told that I was a, another Didier Drogba in the making, I went on a strike, forcing through a move to Sunderland. Oh. Ah, that's weird. Later oh. on in my career, I was involved in a swap deal for Peter Odenwingy. I've got, I've got nothing. Oh, uh, Luke, it's, it's gonna, it has to be, um, what's his name? Uh, the geezer who got in trouble in the dressing room. Uh, Kenwin Jones. 
Ah, oh, there you go. It's Kevin Jordan! Yeah, oh. well played, well played. Lukey Moa, between 2005 and 2014, I exclusively turned up for clubs that play in red and white stripes. Enjoyable. Thank you very he was actually decent for like a very short period of time. He was, yeah. I, he crossed my mind, but I thought he would have scored more than that, which is obviously folly. <laughs> <laughs> How many goals did he score? Did you say in total? Uh, it's down the bottom of the page. 40, 40 in 195 in the Premier League. So I guess yeah. Premier League goal rather than else. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of block it out of my system because he plays for he played for Southampton for so long. So it's kind uh, of... Uh, I it, really. Yeah, it's like a handicap. Like if we have a... <laughs> Of a Southampton player, uh, you've yeah. got to kind of have to, you, you, you got to start two clues down. I have to go to a different part of my mind palace. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Where the bad people are. Yeah. Mm. Well, if Pete, if Pete, if people want to get involved in the masked winger, what should they do? Well, they can uh, message me on the uh, uh, email address that probably doesn't make much sense nowadays. Glold at footballamblederly dot com. <laughs> That's G L O G L O L D at footballamblederly dot com. I love the idea that one of our listeners has. Decide to submit a player for the masked winger, famously a mm. game for wingers. It's mm. not a winger. His mm. mates probably took the piss out of him, and then you've just done it anyway. His title was going for glowed clues, so um, oh, okay. you, you can't. As I said, I gave you gave you fair warning. You got a box on your head. If it's not, it doesn't count as canon anyway. <laughs> I've literally got a box <laughs> on my head. I have. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mm. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. We've reached the end of uh, the preview show on the Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. A quick reminder that we shall be reviewing Soccer Dog European Cup. That is the yes. second Soccer Dog film uh, for Pete's <laughs> Film Club on Monday. Um, yeah, got so. a DM from somebody uh, on Twitter saying, uh, I'm watching Soccer Dog 2 European... Is it European Cup? Yeah. Yeah, Missed European the Cup. It's a European pup. Um, uh, and I hate you. So there's a lot yeah. of people not enjoying uh, listening to the Ramble at the moment because the films oh. are mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Easter Sunday as well. Easter Sunday. The Sundayest of Sundays. That's when yeah. I'm going to watch it. And I know I'm going to hate it. You're damn right. It's a good Easter film. You used to watch bad films in the afternoon on Easter Sunday. It works for me. Did oh, I? Moment. Why do you know that? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Jim, your tolerance is so low that you are going to st- um, do what you did on Monday and completely fill it um, a shot at glory. You are no going to enjoy Soccer Dog 2. <laughs> you went to see um, David Icke perform, so I'm not I having did, that. Yeah, I did. Oh, it's very it? different, though, isn't it? Well, it's still a torturous affair. So. It's very true. It, it was. It was very long as well. It was very, very long. More How on long? that next week. It was oh, nine yeah. hours long, Marcus. It was nine hours. And after six hours, there was no talk of lizards at all. And me and That's my friend I went with for. thought, ah, oh. yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, me and my friend were like, oh, no, we might have... Uh, we might have let ourselves in for a silly situation here, but he he talked about lizards in the final three hours. It was been it was insane, as you would expect. I loved how much you loved the lizard chat. You waited six hours for it. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was quite naive at the time. I think there is a, there is an argument that um, David Icke is considered by many to be a dangerous anti semite, which I perhaps didn't realise at the time. So um, oh. yeah, I just just want to put a little disclaimer in there that I I wasn't seeing David Icke <laughs> because I believe anything he thinks. I was just utterly fascinated. Yeah, well, well done, Jim. I hope you uh, scratched that itch. Um, there we are, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, myself and Jonathan Wilson are back tomorrow with uh, the Greatest Games podcast, which will be a belter, let me tell you. All right, thank you very much, Luke Moore. Yeah, tune in on Monday where we find out very much that if you lie down with soccer dogs, you get fleas. <laughs> thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You are welcome, Marcus. 
Thanks very much, Pete Donaldson. Roof! <laughs> and thank you, good listeners. We'll see you soon. This was a Stakhanov production. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.